USA. <laughs> I was like, where is he? Is he talking about us? Where's he going with us? Ah, uh, talking about USA, baby. Losers. Really quick, I can't believe I have. I'm gonna say this. I truthfully cannot believe this was said to me. Obviously, it's very close to September 11th when this podcast is coming out. A customer of my, a customer of mine. When I said goodbye to her yesterday, said thank you, have a happy 9/11. Oh. And I don't know what to do about that because I'm just like, did that lady? This is not a celebration, lady. You should know that. Not really a holiday. I wouldn't. I qualify it. A customer was like, oh, is it slow because of the holiday? And I was like, it's not a holiday, but oh. it is Patriots Day. I forgot about that. I would also say, give it like five years until we have a day off of school. Kidding me? 7-Eleven already has free fucking Slurpees on 9-Eleven Day. They changed their sign to a nine, and it was a fucking thing I saw. I don't know if that was real or not, but I saw that, and I was just like, whoop. I don't know. The internet's got me questioning a lot of shit now. I don't know. Oh, I should have questioned shit a long time ago, but like now it's getting to a point where I'm like, Photoshop, like, and pretty much anybody can figure out like a pretty easy Photoshop. It's really not that hard. So I don't trust the internet anymore. I just don't. Technology's gotten too good. It's gotten so good that anybody can create anything. Yeah, it's uh Oops, I pulled my microphone off my face. It's uh <laughs> it's problematic. It's not yeah. good. Oof. Well, anywho, let's get into the podcast. Fake videos. Sorry. What fake? What fake? Deep fake? Google deep fake sober so you can uh not freak out too much. Yeah, like it's the just... video of Bill Hader where he turns into Tom Cruise. Yes. Ooh. No, the best one's the one he turns into Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll send that one to you, Jay. Interesting. I've seen that one. People, people do it to spread misinformation. <laughs> Why are we talking about mis? I'm sorry. I'm the. I definitely started off this podcast on a weird I, note. I blame How you. How much weed did you smoke before we got on here? Actually, as you can see in my hand, I'm about to start. So this is sober, Nikki, and that. I mean, you see how terrible that was. That's so a problem. I lost That's- my weed pen, and I thought I would find it during my move, and I didn't. No chance. So, no now, way. Now, I'll send you one. I gotta spend another seventy dollars to get a new one. Not truthfully, dude. I will send you one. I went into a store the other day, and they're like, "Do you want this?" And I was like, "What?" And they just gave me one. I will take it. Where do yeah, I? We'll, we'll discuss. We'll talk offline. We'll talk. I work with the listeners. We do a lot of we do a lot of personal stuff on our podcast. Oh boy. Well, welcome back, guys. It's episode one of four of NBA, the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit. Uh, but this week we're talking about deep fake shit. Uh, <laughs> no more. Uh, I am uh, your- that was, you know, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Uh, I'm your host, Jake Kiles. Uh From the West Coast, not the best coast. Introduce yourself, sir. Stop coughing in the goddamn microphone. Hi, my name is Nikki Kiles, a.k.a. Hamdi Deepfake Diallo. <laughs> Hamdi, Ham Deepfake Diallo. Nope. Right nope. Now. Nope. Nope. Boo. You're bad. It's okay. Nikki Kiles, a.k.a. Hollywood Nikki, a.k.a. Uh, Jamie Linguini, a.k.a. Uh, Chris Bosch Applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that movie last so uh, That was good. No, I like that one. It was good. I like that one. That was, was good. Nikki, I'll watching. give you some credit. That was good. <laughs> I've been re-watching uh, this, that show I told you guys about, Documental. Um, and I have realized like sometimes the dumbest jokes are the greatest jokes in the world. <laughs> like the most unfunny thing all of a sudden just becomes hilarious to people at times. That show oh. is wild. Watch oh. it if you can. I don't like it. Amazon Prime. I don't like it. Uh, and, uh, newly moved into his, uh, his new, new digs. Introduce yourself, sir. 
Hey, it's Tad, a.k.a. Aaron Gordon Blue. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you like that, huh? Yeah. Wow. I, I just thought of that one, too. Wow. I think he was spitting them out there, and I was like, oh, man, I got to come up with something. Getting better. I gotta, I gotta that, something. That's a good one. Over that one off the top of the head. So, what is getting uh, creative? You know. Mm-hmm. Well, a blind, squirrel, a blind squirrel finds an acorn every once in a while. That's what they say. <laughs> I was watching Sarah Silverman's uh, stand-up special recently, uh, and she has an entire set about how squirrels are basically like these coked up animals and they hide all their nuts, but they lose 80% of them. And the irony of that whole thing, I don't know if I'm using irony properly, but <laughs> the crazy part about them losing all those nuts is that's how trees are made. So she's like these coked up, like neurotic animals yeah, are man. always hiding their acorns and nobody wants your acorns. And then Did you, you just learn that now. I had no idea. She brought I it up in like second grade. I had no idea. No. I was like, "What is happening?" This fucking CPS failed you guys. Uh, you have no idea, but <laughs> hey, no, I know. I knew that. <laughs> I knew the part about acorns making trees. I didn't know that squirrels lost twenty percent of the, or eighty percent of the nuts that they hide or the acorns they hide. Yeah, man. Oh, them bitches just be running around, just like, "Ooh, an acorn! Ooh, an acorn! Ooh, an acorn!" <laughs> that's why. That's that's truthfully the whole point of the ice age joke. I yeah, that makes sense. Well, it was funny because Amber and I were walking to the park the other day, and I saw one digging, and I'm like, "Bitch, you're not gonna be able to find this in like two weeks. <laughs> you're not, you're not gonna know where this is." Um, yeah. Well, Nikki, you brought it up to begin the podcast, so you might as well just dig into it a little bit uh, for the listeners. If you haven't been watching the World Cup, which frankly, it usually starts at like five a.m. Central Standard Time, so I don't blame you. Uh, <laughs> I did not watch one game. Neither did I. Neither I did not did watch. Game. I did not watch one second. Not one iota of that game, of, of the world cup that I, I, v- I very seriously thought about watching the serbia game today because like both of those teams should have been in the world cup finals but they both got upset um so that was like the one game where i'm like ah you know this could be like one of those I, gotta, I just gotta stop you right there and talk about something linguistically you said they both got upset versus they both got upset <laughs> and i gotta stop you there because like if you tell me that oh i'm 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 upset you're you're sad. You're melancholy. You're upset. If you say like, then you, you the way that you should describe them is they got upset. It's you're you're putting the emphasis on the wrong side of the word. So I I'm sorry. I it's something that really bothers me. It's like when somebody says, "Oh, hey man, I was watching Family Guy." No, you fucking weren't. You were watching Family Guy. You weren't watching South Park. You were watching fucking South Park. It, it, this shit just bothers me. I'm sorry. I just I had to stop you. I'm okay. Sorry. You, you can see my job. I, I a lot of the times people put weird inflections on words. I hate it. Like what the fuck? Well, that's because you're in Hollywood, yeah, where every LA. chick talks with an upward inflection. Yeah, but he also is a question. He also works with a lot of foreign chicks, so there's that too. Oh, so, yeah. English, English is a second language. Stop. No, I truthfully meant like exactly the women that Tad was just talking about. Well, those two. The first customer I ever helped when I was working my first day ever out here. She didn't know what interests were. So, like, she came in. She's like, hi, I have a credit card, and usually my mom or dad pay for it. But I've been <laughs> doing it the last two months, and I just noticed, like, there are weird fees that I've never, I never bought anything. What is that? And I was like, I don't know. Let's look. And I was like, oh, they're interest fees. And she's like, what's an interest fee? And I was just like, uh, if you don't pay your credit card off all the way, then it charges you a percentage of what you have. And then puts that on the card, and that's how the bank makes money. And she was like, "Are you kidding me?" I <laughs> probably forgot this at the beginning. She was 27. 
Oh no, the yeah, no. I mean, I, 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 I assumed. I mean, like, I, I was, I was assuming that it was an age that is like preposterous to not know about. Like, yeah, but also, I had to, to tell a seventy-five-year-old man that if you don't sign the back of your checks before you deposit them, there's a chance that they'll get returned. I mean, in his defense, like, he was like twenty-seven when checks came out. So, well, <laughs> nope. <laughs> probably, probably older. Probably older. Yeah, probably older. No, dude. What when? He, he 75 when dude checks have been around since like 1740 no that sounds fake 40s that sounds crazy the 1940s but i think it was the 40s that's crazy we'll said listen i saw the robin hood disney movie they were collecting coins they were going door to door the checks have been Nottingham. used in six since 1681 <clears throat> 1681 they were first used in, in america in 1681 in boston the first printed checks are traced to 1762 and British banker Lawrence Childs. Bro, a 75-year-old man, if checks came out when he was 27, he's like 304. Yeah, so I, I looked up endorsing a check just to see like when that started being a thing. And the first thing it says is, make sure to always endorse your check. And then it says in parentheses, endorsing your check means signing the back where it says pay to the order of. Okay, hold on. After everything we've talked about today, the squirrels, the checks, I mean, that's really it. But like, have we ever considered like just pivoting this into like some sort of educational podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would argue that it already is. Okay, I think we're all learning something today. Yeah. And I speak, I, I speak for the listeners because I'm, it's become evident to me that I'm incredibly ignorant. I don't know anything about anything. Oh, trust you, me. Tra- you guys tried to tell me that checks hadn't been used since, until 1940. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's where my CPS school came into effect there. That's how we noticed it. I knew about oh the school. Oh, my God. I checks all that much. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't even remember what I was going to say now. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I don't know either. <clears throat> so I was just thinking about like all the dumb customers I have. I Any, like legitimately work for so many dumb people. Anywho, uh, well, everybody has money, so the inevitability of you running into dumb people is <laughs> it's high. So, it's staggering. High. It's high. Um, a man asked me the other day how the stocks were doing, and I was like, "Which one?" And he just goes, "What do you mean you won't tell me?" And I was just like, what? Um, <laughs> you're here. I need you to be like here. You're I like know, here. <laughs> Every time you talk about this. your job, you get here. And then I, I just need you yeah, like I here. Dude, we just supposed to know. Yeah, man. Right? I, I don't understand. Um, anywho, so the Serbians were upset. <laughs> as that, they were, upset. that they got upset. Yeah. Uh, right. And also, Tad, you didn't let me finish. I was trying to make a point. Both teams were very angry about the fact that they lost before they were supposed to. They were upset about being upset. Okay? That's sure. what I meant. Let me finish. Sure. You did wrong that time. You had to flip those, Jay. Oh, they were upset about being upset. No, they were upset about being upset. I don't get it. Anywho, English is hard. That's what I'm learning. Um, both teams, uh, I think overall, Serbia ended up being the fifth overall team, and the USA ended up finishing in seventh place as a result of this loss. Um Rough go at it. First quarter of the game against Serbia, they were down 32 to 7. Now, the Bogdanoviches and the other bitches and itches went on like a, a tear uh, from three point range. Uh, so, Tad, you and I were talking about this a little bit at work today with some of our, for some of our colleagues. You had some pretty strong opinions about this uh, Team USA group and, and the, uh, 
the showing that they had in China. Uh, why don't you let the listeners hear some of your opinions? Yeah, I mean, they just, they, they like, they don't care. They don't want to be there. Like, that's very, like, a bunch of them were saying, like, I'm going home. Like, when they were, like, losing. They're like, they just don't give a shit. And, it, like, the thing is, like, there's no point. Stop sending a USA team to this fucking thing. They don't care. We don't, like, occasionally, occasionally we get elite players that want to go. Um, but it's just, it's, it's stupid. Like, we, if we wanted to send... KD and LeBron and I mean you know like fucking Cat and Curry and Clay and Kawhi yeah I mean yeah Kawhi like I just I mean I'm just trying to think of just like a hodgepodge of elite players Russ James Harden you know Blake Griffin we could go there and we could destroy everybody and dominate but they don't care and like the superstars don't want to play and so the the other guys like look at it like the it's frustrating too because like i didn't watch a second of it live but i watched like enough recaps and highlights and that sort of thing and like all it is they just play they just go down and they alternate who makes an isolation play and takes a shot and it's just it's terrible basketball they don't give a shit it's fucking stupid just stop sending a team out there. like so seriously. here's the thing though what's what what makes this whole situation interesting is like so um I'll compare it to soccer because, you know, we have the USA team and there is a World Cup and there's Olympics. So there's, there's commonalities there. You have to play these games to qualify to get to the Olympics. Like these are, this is part of the Olympic qualifying process to some extent. Um, no, I, yeah, I, I kind of so like forgot you, about that. You have right. to play these games. And I can understand, like, it's so weird to me because, like, in soccer, the World Cup is, like, the pinnacle and the Olympics is just like, oh, yeah, the Olympics are happening. Um, whereas here it's the exact opposite. Like they take the Olympics so seriously in basketball, whereas the world cup is just kind of an afterthought. And that's probably to some extent because, but the thing is like the world cup for soccer is during the off season too. So anyways, what I'm, what I was trying to say was like, it's a necessity. I understand the process of like bringing in the young guys. So that way, like you can fill out the Olympic roster for when that time comes. Cause the guys that you all named off, they're all going to be on the Olympic roster if they want the, if they want the spot these are the last couple spots. Like this is how Mason Plumlee made the team a couple years ago. Like these, these world cup teams are their feeder systems for, for the Olympics. However, I agree with you to this point, like this, this summer especially felt really weird for the world cup. Like even the world cup for some of these young guys back in the day, like I remember a couple years ago when Kevin Durant and Derek Rose were on the same team and it was like Russell Westbrook and they won it. And it was just like, these are like young stars. They had had like, they had like Lamar Odom who was like, yes, um, yeah, no, yeah, that was like, I mean, obviously it was several years ago before sure. Lamar Odom was like a crack addict, but I mean, the point's there. Sure. Did that have to be said? Probably not. It's out there now. Uh, not that we didn't know it, but you said it uh, with conviction. So thank you. I mean, Lamar Odom is addicted to crack. Like what, I mean, what do you want me to say? Or, or like, I, I mean, like I, I can't, I can't sugarcoat that. I can't, I can't talk about Lamar Odom without talking talking about his crack addiction like that's just the people want to they want to talk Stephen about a. Smith way. Crack how you have oh, to God. do it <laughs> uh no but i i agree with you I, I think like this this summer felt weird like in the past this felt like a, a sense of pride for these young guys and this to me felt like uh i don't know it just felt like like a lot of people dropped out prematurely uh, uh people went home early like it just felt I don't know. It felt like they were, it, it felt like a vacation more than an actual basketball tournament for a lot of these guys. Totally. It's 100%. weird. I don't know how else to describe it. 
Um, the other thing, and I was saying this before in our, in our Slack, was like, this is a this is a, a roster of guys who've never played together. I mean, granted, some of them are teammates, but like as a as a as a as a group as a collective, none of these guys have played together before. Brand new roster. Whereas you take like Argentina went far in this tournament, and they're old as fuck. They have zero NBA players on their team. The only former NBA player is Luis Scola. That's the only person that they have. Who, who apparently dominated. But I, I saw dominated that, uh, dude but this is what i'm saying it's like argentina those guys have been playing together for years france they've been playing together for years like uh, uh serbia these all these international teams have been in spain oh my god spain these guys have been playing together on on the on the international stage for years and years and they run out the same team pretty much every year maybe excluding like a big nba star but like all these teams have played together for years and this is an NBA team, and this always happens with NBA teams or uh, USA basketball teams where it's just like we just kind of throw. That's why, like, the Redeem team was like, oh, my God, we finally did it. Because in 2004, it's just like you just throw all these guys together who really never played together, and shocker, they didn't sync well. Um, anyways, Nikki, I don't know if you had a chance to catch any of the games. Um, I did not. I hilariously did actually see the end of the Greece game. <laughs> When they lost, or no, when they won the game, but then they didn't make the playoffs, right, right, right. Uh, sort of thing. Uh, just randomly, I was awake and I turned it on. It was there. <laughs> it's like, I'm so like, like you guys were saying, like it's it's an afterthought for the most NBA players. So it's like not a big deal or anything. It is fun to watch, but like, yeah, the the Argentinian team is very good because they very clearly like they've got plays, they've got you know the things that they. Oh, all have practiced so often that they know how to do it in their sleep, which is wild. Good for them. Yeah. Overall, super boring. Nobody really watched it. Some people did. When the Olympics happened. Well, you know what? Real quick. My, my coworker was asking, which one do you think is worse? Cause statistically this is the worst. Cause we're seventh. And I think the one, the one Oh four team, I think lost came six, fourth. fourth. And then there was another one that came six that I don't remember which one it was. The, the Olympics are worse than this. The Olympics are worse than this. When we finished fourth, hundred percent. The Olympics because the Olympics we oh, well, yeah. yeah we sent like, like we sent Tim Duncan and Allen Iverson and we lost. Yeah, you yeah, guys lost on that one. Yeah, Allen Iverson. You mean the most overrated basketball player? Sure, but at the time he was better than anybody else in the entire world. Yes, very good. Oh wow, you agreed with me. I thought you were no. Right. <laughs> I don't think I don't. I don't. He's. I have. I have strong. Eh, I don't have super strong opinions about Allen Iverson. I I appreciated him for what he was back then. He had some had some faults as a as an NBA player for sure. Um, he was fun to watch. And at that point in time, he was top five in the NBA and top five in the world. Yeah. And Tim Duncan. Yeah. We had Tim Duncan, and we lost. And do you think this is worse, or do you think the one we had where LeBron James and uh, who was it? it? Was LeBron James? KD was on that team. No, LeBron was on the team with Tim Duncan. And then they lost? Yep, he was on that team. But that was year two of his NBA career. Melo was on that team too. I forgot how, yeah, how young. Because, yeah, because Dwayne Wade, yeah, they were young as hell. What am I talking about? Yeah, that was worse. Mind. That was far worse. Is Tim, is Tim Duncan that guy who's the assistant coach with the Spurs now? He's got some sort of role like that, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. right behind, right oh, behind okay. Becky Hammond on the, uh, the dub chart. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, I yeah, like that. Nice guy. guy. Uh, big shorts. Big shorts. Big shorts. <laughs> Terrible fashion. So, Terrible. So fashions. bad. Um, let's uh, let's move on to 
Um, let's just we'll go ahead and react to the Joe Johnson news just real quick before we get onto the the piece de resistance today. Uh, news came out today that uh, Joe Johnson, after uh, winning MVP of the Big Three and leading Lisa Leslie's team to the championship, uh, has signed a one year contract with the Detroit Pistons. Guys, any reactions, thoughts, feelings? Team would be sick in 2011. <laughs> My God, Derek Rose, Joe Johnson, Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond. You didn't say more, but now they'll be like seventh, eighth, right seventh. Hmm. I don't think I don't know. It just doesn't. I congrats to Joe. That's amazing. Like that's so awesome because they kind of like you know he's probably that he's, yeah. he can still play. He can still play. I don't think he's going to move the needle that much for the Pistons, though. No, no. Yeah. He was with the Rockets. He was with the Rockets two years ago and had had no role whatsoever. There's no – nobody's saying that he can't play basketball anymore. He's just not – he's not – he's not Joe Johnson. He's not Joe Johnson. He's going to be like the – he'll be the eighth guy off the bench. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Who cares? It's It's awesome for him. Like 1.3 mil a year. Hell yeah. For him. Back that cheddar young man who's all significantly older yeah. than I am. <laughs> I the big three, too. Who knew that big, the big three was going to give guys back in the NBA? That's, that is what is exciting. Yeah. That's why I want to talk what's about cool. it. Just because it's very cool that, like, he made it back to the NBA from the fucking big three, from, like, Ice Cube's, like, thing. Like, the big three is tight, man. Like, I watch that <laughs> shit when it's on TV. That shit is tight, dude. Like, it is just guys that are just washed. Uh, as far as like their NBA careers go, but that can still like that, you know, obviously when you're an athlete of that caliber, like that mentality sort of never goes away that like alpha mentality and like they just go at each other in those things. And it is entertaining as hell to watch. Um, so good for him. That's just exciting. I think it's just exciting that he made it, uh, you know, back in the league from, from the big three, I just think that's really it, it fucking oddly cool. that like oddly legitimizes the big three. Now it's like some of these guys are gonna go back there and be like, "Yo, I just I just need somebody to see me play, and then I'll get a contract." Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah, there are man. still guys there. There are guys that are playing the big three right now that could make an NBA roster. I obviously. Yeah, Stephen Jackson, dude. Where's his? I mean, contract? look, Royce White. Royce White couldn't get on a fucking plane, but he's still very young and could absolutely play on an NBA roster. Fuck Royce. White. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. I'm just saying. How old is he? He's probably 20. No, he's probably like, he might be 30. He's probably 31. Yeah, he say. might be 30. Somewhere in that Let's range. Royce White is, Royce White's 28. We're the same age. So, need, ah, I, that, need I say yeah, more? My age, ooh. He's a little, he he's a little younger than I am. He's four, he's four months younger than I am. I mean, look, Amari Stoudemire played in the big three this year. I don't think anybody's going to give him a contract, but. You know, there's some there's some guys that could still put up some some NBA numbers, uh, or at least put up, be on an NBA roster. That's all. That's all I could say. Um, anyways, congrats, Joe Johnson. You signed another contract. You live to play another year. But it's time for this week's edition of the movie review of the week. Uh, if you can't tell. <laughs> Come on, dude. Take off your shoes and suck me sexy. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. <laughs> Baby, are you ready to lick me sexy? <laughs> Baby, we're naked and we're humping sexy. Oh. That's maybe the, the honestly like the anthem. <clears throat> 
of a generation perhaps. for a lot of people <laughs> for a lot of people uh, for listeners if you haven't guessed already this week's movie is semi-pro featuring semi 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 semi-pro i don't know semi-pro semi-pro Semi-pro, man. The name of the movie is fucking semi-pro. God, Jesus fucking Christ. You don't get a semi. You get... Dude, fuck. Nikki, do you want to host the next fucking episode? <laughs> hey, you guys can both eat my ass. Fuck you guys, dude. Okay, <laughs> semi-pro, okay? Fucking shit. Anyways. In 1976, singer Jackie Moon, played by Will Ferrell, uses the profits from his only hit single to fulfill a long-term dream, long-time dream of owning a basketball team. His team, the Flint, Michigan Tropics, uh, is the worst in the league. And what's more, the franchise may fold when the NBA and NBA, uh, ABA and NBA announce the plans to merge. It's up to Jackie and the Tropics to turn their game around and slam dunk their chance for survival. Boom. Oh, spoiler alert. Okay. One of the most underratedly funny things about this movie that we don't even need to get into the fucking movie itself. One of the most underratedly funny things about this movie is that it takes place in Flint. I know. <laughs> oh, shout out to Kyle Kuzma, Flint, Flint, Michigan native. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's wild. This has got to, yeah, I, he's got to love this movie. Oh my God. This is childhood. Well, not <laughs> too old for it, but still. Uh, uh, yeah. Very too old. Yeah, it's the 70s. That's way too old. Um, um, but I love this movie. It's not the best Will Ferrell movie. It's not the best basketball movie. It's not the best comedy. But it's fun, and I enjoy watching it a lot. I will say, it is the best of what we've seen so far. Uh, we have seen some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, here's... I mean, I didn't watch Eddie, so I feel like I was, I was that's there. Fair. That's fair. What? Tad and I were talking about this before the podcast started. Compared to what we've seen, Eddie, I would say right now, uh, Celtic Pride is easily in last place. Yeah, it's the worst. Uh, it's bad. It's really bad. Uh, then I would say probably Six Man, then Eddie, then Semi Pro. I don't know, man. I, I don't know, man. I think I didn't watch Eddie, but I don't think there's any way it's better than Six Man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude, you can't. No, your vote doesn't count. You didn't watch it. There's no way to watch it. I couldn't find it anywhere. Like maybe if I go to my grandma's old house, she's got some dusty ass VHS copy. You can of it. only buy it on DVD, which is insane. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm just simply not I mean look, best four dollars you've ever spent, but it's just oh, not convenient. It's just not convenient. Um so it's funny you say that, Nikki, because I'm looking at Oh my god, it is it's five dollars. Crushed it. I uh, watch it till think. This movie was rated a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and overall, just, uh, yeah, you know, it's one of those movies. Comedies don't often do very well, um, but nonetheless, um, one of the things I was talking about with... Uh, I want to say this, too. Rotten Tomatoes also, it got a 38% yeah. audience score, which is generally, like... Comedies are generally high on the audience yeah. score, so we are going to come back to that. I do want to talk yeah. about that. It, but I this and this movie, like financially, did not do well. Just no. they had a they had a budget of ninety million dollars, and they made forty three point oh. nine million at the box office. I saw a budget of fifty. Really? Okay. The the numbers that I'm looking at says ninety million, but I could. Yeah. Wikipedia says fifty five. <clears throat> so I mean, who knows? Sure. Yeah. You know, who knows? 
Will Ferrell could have gone in and edited that. Why, why not? Uh, nonetheless, they clearly lost money on this movie. Uh, yeah. Maybe it was because they had to pay Woody Harrelson and Andre Benjamin. Not a bad cast. Not a bad yeah. cast. Fun fact, uh, the guy who plays Twiggy, uh, he, my ex-girlfriend is his cousin. Uh, that's, a, that's a fun fun little fact. Uh, that is a fun fact. Wait. I mean, that, that wait. is actually a legitimate yeah. fun fact. Another fun fact about Twiggy? He was the kid from the original Bad News Bears. Uh, the, like, no, that's, not, that's it, not him. Oh, I'm sorry, not Twiggy. Dukes. I'm thinking of the drug, the drug addict, the tweaker, yes. is what no. I was thinking of. Yes, his the name is Jackie. Yeah, Jackie, 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 Jackie Earl yes. Haley. Jack, yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's fucking uh, in the Watchmen. Rorschach yes. and Watchmen. Twiggy. He's uh, Freddy Krueger. I just realized which one Twiggy is. <laughs> All right. We're back yes. on track. Twiggy, I mean, you're thinking of like the meth head tweaker guy. Yeah, sure, no, sure, sure. Twiggy, Twiggy, like I see, I, I, I yeah, understand. sure. Um, overall, guys. Um, so Tad brought this up, Nikki. I, I think we should all take a stab at this. Tad said that, in his opinion, Semi Pro is one of Will Ferrell in terms of movies that he starred in. One of his top five movies. Probably number four. 100%. Uh, on his- I, I said 100%. <clears throat> the reason this movie got bad reviews and the reason that it didn't get a good audience score is because they fucking were just pumping out Will Ferrell sports movies at the time. Yeah. And people were like, they got a little Will Ferrell sports movie yeah. uh, fatigue. But the thing is, it's way better than Blades of Glory. Ooh. Yes. I love the movie Kicking and Screaming, but it's better than Kicking I and Screaming. I agree with that. Um, and I love kicking and screaming. My 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 Snapchat group chat with my friends is called Juice Boxes because of the quote in that movie when he's like, "I'm the coach. Who are you? You're the guy that gets me the fucking juice boxes." <laughs> and he said that specifically like, to Mike Ditka, doesn't he? Yes. Yes. Correct. Correct. Uh, and Pretty good. So, like, I love that movie, but this is better than that. Um, Mine. So- in, in all honesty, a movie that's near and dear to my heart is uh, Night at the Roxbury. Great movie. This is better than that. Like, this is a legitimately good movie. If you if you sit there and tell me you did not laugh at this movie, you're a fuck. You're a liar. You're a fucking liar. This movie is hilarious. There are multiple parts when he fights the fucking bear. Hilarious. Uh, when he the the Dick Pepperfield pretends to shoot Will Arnett's character, and he's like, "I know you slept with Mrs. Pepperfield." Yeah. <laughs> like. He's like, ah, we're all saying things that aren't true, especially that. Like, it, like that shit is funny. Like, he trades their fucking watching machine for, like, Monix, who is played by Woody Harrelson. And, and he, like, they interview him, and he's like, I'm an aggressive owner. And when I heard the Kentucky needed a new watching machine, I just pulled the trigger. Like, that shit is so funny. It is a funny fucking movie. Uh it just it gets underrated because of when it came out. If that movie came out in, if that movie, if you switch that movie in Blades of Glory, it does like Blades of Glory came out the year prior in two thousand seven. This movie does numbers. People love it. It comes right after Talladega yeah. Nights. Will Ferrell sort of at his peak. This movie is hilarious, but because it came out when it did, the movie didn't do as well as it should have. I will fight anybody. That uh, here's my top five. I got Anchorman. Uh. Old school. I'd flip flop those, but sure. Uh, the I'm just saying them at random. The other guys, Step Brothers and Talladega Nights. Yep, I I agree That's with that. Five. See, I I love the other guys. I'd rather watch this movie. I than think the other guys. I First also movie. think, and it's not one of his comedies, but he did star in it. Uh, Stranger Than Fiction is amazing. Stranger Than Fiction is amazing. 
And also, Everything Must movie. Go, great movie. Yeah, but those aren't his like movie. his bro comedies. That's you know? I'm just saying. We said movies. That no, started, but they are the movie. They are movies he started. Yeah, I, so just think, I truthfully there. was only thinking of his bro comedies. Um, yeah. I also, and like that, that's the thing. Like I like those movies. Uh, agreed, they are good movies. But like to me, they're not like on the pantheon of Will Ferrell films. Yeah. They're just simple. Oh, and also, um, we're uh, just like ruling out Megamind. Come on, guys. Um. <laughs> I'm not. Megamind doesn't. It's an animated movie. It doesn't That's count. Fair. Like I, it just it, it doesn't count. That is actually a really good movie, though. Isn't Jonah Hill in that? Too? I think yeah. yeah. I think uh, so. Kristen like, Kristen Wiig. He's the he's the he's the, the, he's the, he's like who the becomes villain. The, the the villain, right? Yeah. Damn. And fucking dude, Brad Pitt does the voice of like the the superhero uh, in that movie. Like his Will Ferrell's like original arch nemesis. Like Brad, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wild. Um, what's that? I said Brad Pitt seems chill as hell. Yeah, like he does. Just based off of Brad Pitt. Fun fact: I I got I I I discovered this. I'm sorry. We'll get back to the movie in just a moment. But this this is just something that blew my mind. Brad Pitt is in a movie that is coming out shortly where he uh, Tommy Lee Jones plays his father. Um, it's that space. Tommy Lee Jones. Brad Pitt now is older than when Tommy Lee Jones starred in Men in Black. What? Damn. Tommy Lee Jones was 51 when he started Men in Black. Brad Pitt is 55. Holy shit. People. Does that not blow your fucking mind? amazing. Tommy Lee Jones looked like he was 67 in Men in Black. He was 52 or 51. Listen, if that, yeah. isn't, an, if that isn't a ringing endorsement for a vegan diet, then I don't know what is. <laughs> Drink water and moisturize. I guarantee you water probably, but moisturizing definitely not. And fuck Jennifer Aniston and Angelina Jolie. Like I'm pretty sure that doesn't hurt. I think that's an after effect of the water and moisturizing. (laughs) Oh man. Um, Let's talk about the movie a little bit guys. Um, I I agree with Tad that this is a, a highly underrated movie. Fantastic movie. Now that being said, a couple things I wanted to point out. I don't think, uh, enough people are talking about the fact that uh, Jackie Moon was not only rich enough to own a basketball team, but good enough to play on it and start at power forward. Doesn't get enough credit for his basketball prowess. I mean, he was capable. Are there any owners in the NBA that could play for their teams? I don't think so. Maybe, uh, maybe Michael, maybe. I mean, the Hornets are bad. Michael, 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 Michael. The Hornets are bad. Michael, if Michael got himself back in game shape, I... I'm confident that at, even at his age, that if Michael got himself in game shape, he could get four that's, a night for the, maybe six a night. For the I, I think that's true. He probably can't. He probably can't play every day. No, he definitely can't play every day. But I'm saying Michael plays 45 games in the 82 game season. He averages six points, a couple boards. Maybe I'm, I'm also just gonna. I'm, I'm gonna throw saying, this out there. Right. I would. I would love to see. I would love to see Steve Ballmer on the court. I think he could he could be a defensive stopper of sorts. He's definitely an energy guy, you know. Yeah. He's definitely an energy guy. He is just, insane. He just he, you know what he is? He's one of those dudes he makes me that slaps the floor and just goes ball 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 ball. He I honestly it makes me uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> I know. <the> <laughs> it's so rough, dude, cuz he's 
it's he's so I, look i love i love he is legitimately I, he's great because it's he's if you or i could own yes. a team yes. if one of us could buy a team that is one that is the owner right. i would be i would be i would get kicked out of my 100%. own arena because i would be screaming like slurs at the rep i'd be like yo fucking jackass like that what fucking call is that the league would be fighting me every game <laughs> Every minute of the day, it would they would have you sit in one of the boxes. They'd be like, "No, you're not allowed. <laughs> they, for, go, you're not allowed on the up. floor, sir. You're, I'm sorry. You, you you sit on the floor one more time. You got to sell the team." <laughs> and I'll be like, "Suck my cock! I'll murder your family." Which is a hilarious line from the movie. Come on, bro. Oh my god. Okay, that's it. Game over. What, Game over. What? Everybody off the court. That see, that's another. That part is so fucking funny. When the the referee is also the priest. <laughs> he says, "Maybe your mom didn't go to heaven." And he's like, oh, "Okay." This is a fun court. game. So one of the podcasts that I watch called or that I listen to called the Rewatchables. They have one aspect of the podcast where they talk about like the most rewatchable um, line from the movie. So the one movie that the the one line from the movie that like sticks out above all other lines. I would love to know your guys. Like number one line from the movie, the one that like suck my cock. Yeah, that's your favorite one. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not joking. Like my friends and I say that to each other all the time. <laughs> got it. Okay, Nikki, what you got? Um, <laughs> it's a tie between everybody love everybody. Yes, I mean yes, I say that exactly. a lot too. I say it a lot, and also <laughs> it's two lines because the setup and the payoff where he goes. When he, Rob Corchie's watching them having sex, they're like, what are you doing? He goes, you know, sitting, watching, and stuff. <laughs> they're just like, oh, God. And she's like, I'll see you later. And then he's, he's like, oh, I'll see you later. And he's like, not you. I, I did not realize until... Fucking hilarious. I, I rewatched this movie like, like circa 2012-ish. Uh, and it was a, at that time that I realized that that Rob Cordry um, was the yeah like, the boyfriend. Was, uh, I didn't realize played, that the, like, the first time uh, I saw it. I just had I just hadn't paid yeah. attention enough. Also, I yeah. think they were married. Just putting it out there. Pretty sure they were married. They were um, married. Yes, they, yeah. I believe that's the case. Wikipedia lists him as her brother. So now I'm questioning Wikipedia's. Uh, info on he was he here. was definitely not her brother he called her babe like he certainly very was early not. on yeah in the movie yeah yeah 100 uh, yeah yeah i even pretty sure he says your boyfriend uh he's like i don't like the fact that your boyfriend likes me she's right. like, yeah, you're, you're his favorite, favorite player <laughs> which could you okay really quick imagine imagine if you were dating. jj reddick shows up in my house that uh, he could do whatever <laughs> i'm saying <laughs> I second that. Just I second that. that. Although Amber, not into white guys. Not into white guys. I've said it time and time again. Does not like white guys. <laughs> Why? Thank you. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that. I don't think that JJ. I don't think that JJ would do well here. Sometimes Amber will describe the type of men that she's into, and it, it hurts my feelings. She's like, "Yeah, like I don't like really pretty guys, or like guys that are in really good shape." It's like, "Oh, okay, all right." You really, really cut me to the core. Like that, really cut me to the core. It's like that joke. Uh, that joke where. Where the, the man says to his wife, he's like, honey, I, don't, I bet you couldn't tell me something that would make me happy and sad at the same time. And she goes, you have the biggest penis of all your friends. 
Oh my god. Man. Guys, how many basketballs do we give this movie out of five? Four and a half. Great. Great. Four and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna give it five. I'm gonna give it five five big old balls for the Flint Michigan Mega Bowl for everything. Honestly, the the scene when he wrestles oh that my bear God. and the bear escapes and it's dark in the arena and he's like <laughs> and then the bear roars and he just screams and he's like he's like, use the children as meat shield. There are no refunds. Your refund is escaping this death trap with your life. Bro, I he does not I mean, look, everybody knows that Wolf Arrow is amazing, but Oh my god, there's just the lines that they come up with. Like it's just so funny. Like you said, the entire poker scene when they're just like when he calls him cocksucker and then they pull the gun out and he's just like ah, and he's oh my god, it's so fucking good, dude. It's just he's he's incredible. He's incredible. There's a, uh, there's a lot of good scenes in that movie. I will say this, and Tad and I were talking about this before. The eyeliner on. Oh yeah! <laughs> somebody, somebody hit somebody! Oh yeah! When they, when he's like, you have to wait till commercial. They're like, cut to commercial, cut to commercial. Oh and man! Like, they're like, they're like here, do, do yes. this. It helps. Yeah. I love, scary. I love, I love when they, when they, uh, when they break it to him that they want Monic to be the head coach, and they're all like wearing the flamingo costumes and shit. <laughs> he's just like, I thought you guys thought about those boots. Yeah. I love- I really like those boots. And then the flamingos are just like, oh no. <laughs> that whole scene is just, oh man. I watching this movie yesterday, I was laughing my ass off. I'm like, fuck, I forgot how good this movie is. It's so funny. Yeah. Um dude, hold on, hold on. I gotta stop you real quick. I'm just reading the cast. I'm reading the cast because I was hoping it would give me all of Andre 3000's names. Uh like Coffee yeah. Black and like just, just like so much- or something like that. At one point. No, he uh <laughs> downtown fucky stuff Malone. That's a good one. Like they're just—it's so funny, and he just changes it randomly. It's great. Uh, but I'm reading this right now. Uh, Dewey the bear, the five-year-old, seven and a half foot tall, seven hundred pound male grizzly bear named Rocky, appeared in the scene, the film, in a scene where Will Ferrell's character wrestles him to promote his basketball team. Stuntman and trainer Randy Miller doubled for Ferrell during the wrestling match with the bear on April twenty-second, two thousand eight, seven weeks after the semi-pro or after semi-pro entered wide release the bear bit 39 year old steven miller randy miller's cousin and fellow trainer on the neck killing him that's it There's oh no more. shit i mean like dude who thinks they could train a full look my dream i'm gonna i'm gonna share this with you guys one of my dreams is to hug a bear, okay <laughs> to have like uh, they just to have so a bear hug and cuddly usually yeah, you want a bear? Like, truly i just want to hug a bear they look big and cuddly and like some of them are named Dewey, which is just a great bear name in all honesty. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. I'm never going to attempt to hug a bear because bears are vicious killing machines. That is what nature has created them as. And I respect that about the bear. <laughs> so I will never try to hug one. So why, like, why are we trying to train? Like, why are we trying to train bears? Like, why can't bears just be bears? Why can't we just leave them alone? <laughs> Instead... Stephen Miller, you get bit on the neck and you die. I'm reading now Stephen Miller's Wikipedia page, and this the the biggest part of it is his death. Like there's, it's like here's like one little blurb about who he was. Here's one little blurb about his animal training career. Here's six paragraphs about how he was killed by a bear. Here's one like literally two lines about his other ventures. See also the related articles for 
Stephen Miller's death. Bear attack and bear danger. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bear, great. Bear it's danger. So, who? Okay, so here's a fun game I want to play. <clears throat> um, who was the sixth man of this movie? Like on the actual what, team, what or no, 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 no. Like if you had, if you had to like. If you had to dub one of the actors, one of the characters from this movie as like the sixth man of the movie. So like you have like your main stars, but like who stood out as like who who like made the movie but wasn't like a featured aspect of the movie? Uh for me, Will Arnett. Yes. Yes to Will Arnett. One hundred percent. I agree with that. Um, mine is uh D. Ray Davis. I also really like D. Ray Davis's character. Thing that D. Ray Davis adds to it is hilarious. I'm uh, an, another one that I, I really like is uh, another one that and like I love it. I like I I love Will Arnett and everything, and I also love uh, also former SNL cast member Tim Meadows. Yeah, uh, I love him in everything. Cornelius, you are not on the team. You are a terrible <laughs> athlete. <laughs> I got my arm healed. You broke your arm playing basketball in my driveway. <laughs> I I have to say, my my sixth man of the movie, it's got to be Scootsy. Scootsy's my guy, man. He is so fucking funny, and like, he just he's like super agreeable and nice, but like, yeah. he's just hilarious. Like, Will Ferrell just slaps the shit out of him. And he goes, I'm sorry, you don't deserve that. And he's like, I know. He's <laughs> <laughs> just so good, dude. He's so great. Oh, uh, Scootsy's my guy. Really quick, two things from watching this movie. One, we we got our dumb uh, Eastern European. Naturally. <laughs> yep. Vokitis. Right on. Corn for all of these people. <laughs> oh Lord! Learn Bacchus. Learn English. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> that is a great line. Um, the other thing this movie, <laughs> this movie broke a trend. The other three movies that we watched all had a team that one uh, needed to learn how to play together in order to win, which this movie did have. But what it had, what the other three had that this one didn't, was a player who wouldn't pass the fucking ball. For a second, it's kind of coffee, but very quickly, coffee's just like, nope, let's go. I want to win. So, I he mean, he he did he did dribble around the entire court and do a That's pump fake on all five guys. <laughs> As the first seed, and I was like, "There it is. There's that no passing mentality." And then, like, as soon as Monik shows up, he's like, "I." He's like, "Hey, we want you to coach the team. I want to be. We want to be better, and I want to win." And I was oh. like, "Oh." I was like, "Never mind. His character doesn't need to be taught how to learn how to be a better person." I guess. He oh boy. God. I, you know what? I just I really fucking like what he's great. He's great. Best. American treasure. Just. God, just so many hits. Such yep. a great actor. <laughs> just fucking Jackie Moon also had like a 20 point, like 15 rebound game in which he was yeah. blacked out. Just drinking Amaretto <laughs> Stone Sours the whole fucking game. He's like, remember those, uh, remember those 15 rebounds against San Antonio? I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you see a possum in the locker room. Try yeah, to kill it. Not, not a pet. Not a pet. <laughs> <laughs> It's 
just oh, see, this, is, this is people honestly forget that this movie was so good and so funny yeah. until they watched it again and they're like holy shit like i thought this movie was terrible the first time i saw it but it wasn't bitch it was hilarious <laughs> also i took a girl on a date to this movie in high school <laughs> that's the first time i saw it yeah we went we went on a date it was it was dope didn't one thing I have noticed really for Will Ferrell movies is <laughs> her name was her name was not Warren. So uh, yeah, no, her name was uh, oh Maggie. shout out to Maggie. <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout, shout out. out. I haven't talked to her in probably ten oh. years. <laughs> um, one thing I was gonna say real quick for Will Ferrell movies that I've noticed is a lot of them start off as bo- like failures and then end up doing very well afterwards. Because that this one's like that. A lot of people do realize they like this one. Talladega Nights had that. Other guys had that. Uh, Step Brothers had that. Uh, Anchorman, right off the back, everyone loved. But like, that's a lot of movies where people at first were like, "Oh, fuck this! This is a terrible movie." And then all of a sudden, when it came out like on DVD, people were like, "Oh shit, this is actually really funny." People thought Anchorman was bad. No, 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 no. People loved right off the back. <clears throat> Talladega Nights, though. Wait, Talladega what? Nights was. Talladega. Like- oh, I, I saw Talladega Nights in theaters three times when I was in high school. I thought that movie was the funniest fucking. The thing. first time I, I the first time I saw it, I hated it. We didn't I thought it was it. terrible. The movie that I hated for the first time that I saw it was The Other Guys. Oh really? It. Oh, I fucking and love The Other Guys. And then I got really, really high. Uh, I was in college. It was like on. It was on four twenty, of course. We got really, really high, and we watched it, and uh, it's just I like couldn't quit laughing. And then I've I've pretty much liked it ever since. But I will still take this movie over over The Other Guys, which is a a good movie. Mark Wahlberg just rubs me the wrong way a lot of times. Yeah. So I just yeah. Uh, like, yeah, give me, give me Andre, Andre three thousand, and uh, and and Will Ferrell and um, Woody Harrelson any any day. Yeah, pretty good trio. Um, anything else we want to talk about in relation to the movie or this week in the NBA? I I want a coffee black Spurs jersey, uh, <laughs> and that afro is perfect. Also, I saw the extended version on accident when I watched it yesterday, and. It's just like a couple more jokes. Uh, it establishes that Jackie Moon is married to a woman who it's like an open relationship, uh, but she had she just never had sex with him. She only had sex with other people. And <laughs> there's a point in time in the movie where he it's like halftime. It's like Monica's first game, and they're um, they're like talking about what they're gonna do, and he's like, I gotta get a way to pump you guys up, and he has his wife come in and strip for them, and so like. And then the whole time, T. Ray Davis is making commentary. He's just like, "Yeah, ooh, yeah, get it, mm, right." And and I, was, I, I I did not know that there was an extended edition of this film. The um, weirdest thing: the beginning of the movie, the beginning of the movie, uh, Coffee Black shows up late for the first game, right? In the extended version, the reason he's late is because he is working at his mom's restaurant as a waiter. And he's just talking, and he's on TV. There's a commercial of him for donuts. And he's like, you guys like that? That's me. And they're like, then why the hell are you working here? And he's like, because I like to help my mom and all this stuff. And then the mom is like, hey, you like to help your mom? Do you like to look at a watch? It's 7.30. And he's like, oh, shit, the game started at 7. And then he runs onto the court. Oh, he gets into a meat truck, and on the back of it, it says, <laughs> Wait, hold on, I just got to stop you. You're like listening up, and then you're like, oh, and then he gets into a meat truck. <laughs> That's what happens. The movie's ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous extended version. And he gets into a meat truck, and on the back of it, it says, if God didn't want us to uh, eat animals, he wouldn't, made them, he wouldn't have made them out of meat. 
Yeah, it's true. It's a factual statement. Interesting. And then, and then he goes and plays basketball. <laughs> it's, it's such those are like the only like main things in the extended version. I gotta say, I don't know that the movie's missing it, so I think it's, no, I think it's fine without it. It was real weird seeing all that. All right. Well, uh, anything else we want to talk about in relation to the movie or basketball stuff? Uh, no, nah, man. I I just I'm I'm <clears throat> I want to say. Uh, I'm very, uh, I'm very pleased with the fact that uh, you guys appreciated this movie. Jay, you gave it five. Nikki, you also gave it four and a half uh, balls. As, as I did. How could we not? Um, and and I, I'm just, I'm very pleased that you guys uh, enjoyed it because this is a, a movie that I love, um, and I, I just like to remind people every so often that this is a legitimately really good, funny movie. So well, yeah. Well, all right. We'll think of another movie to watch before the season comes up. Uh, let's plug and let's uh, let's get out of here. Follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore. Mm. A lot of Hawkeye stuff yeah. right now. Yeah. You said- hey, wait, did you guys see my did you guys see my tweet? Did you guys see my tweet from the other about day? the little girl? Yeah. <laughs> this little girl. Uh, it's like her parents like filmed her like throwing a temper tantrum after the Texans uh, lost like in the last few seconds to the Saints. And the Sean Watson quote tweeted, it was like, hey, like I'd like to send this girl like a signed jersey. Um, you know, like let, let me let me get her her information uh, and I'll send it to her. So I quote tweeted the video of the girl having the little breakdown. And I said, sure. When this little girl has a meltdown, she gets a signed jersey from Deshaun Watson. When I do it, I'm causing a scene <laughs> and embarrassing everyone and permanently banned from chilies. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord oh, well and beasley huh well that's that's what you guys have to look forward to man uh tweets tweets from tad uh <laughs> nikki plug uh you can follow me on instagram uh at nikki palooza and twitter at nikki palooza mm. And that's good enough for me. All right. And you can follow me at J underscore Keyless on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow NBA at NBA pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget to give the podcast a five-star rating and review. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Some would say we need it, um, but that's not who I to say. Anywho, um, probably won't be back next week unless some major stuff happens. Probably be another two-week hiatus. But uh, yeah, for Tad, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been NBA. We're out. Bye.